The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi and uh, welcome. This is uh, Stephen Farmer, Dr. Stephen Farmer, Doc Stephen, uh, known by a few other names probably, but we'll stick with that. Anyway, I want to thank you for joining me again, and I've got some uh, special guests today, Jonathan and Andy Goldman, and uh, they, we go back quite a ways. You know, we've uh, been in the same rodeos here and there, so to speak, and uh, really enjoy their work tremendously because uh, they are experts working with sound and healing sound. So we're going to have a good conversation today. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit about them. Uh, uh, Jonathan, to start with, is uh, an international authority and pioneer in the field of sound healing. He's a renowned writer, musician, and teacher, and the author of several books, including Healing Sounds, The Divine Name, and The Seven Secrets of Sound Healing from Hay House, a Grammy nominee. His award-winning recordings include Chakra, Chance, which I have listened to on several occasions, The Divine Name, and Reiki Chance. He's the founder and director of the Sound Healers Association and CEO of Spirit Music. Jonathan was named as one of Watkins Mind, Body, Spirit magazines, quote, 100 most spiritually influential living people. (laughs) Andy is MA, LPC, is a licensed therapist, psychotherapist, specializing in holistic counseling and sound therapy. She is the director of the Healing Sound Seminars and co-director of the Sound Healers Association. She is a musician, teacher, sound healer, award-winning author, and the wife and partner of, guess who, Jonathan Goldman. (laughs) They have also together co-authored Chakra Frequencies, winner of the Visionary Award for the Best Alternative Health Book of the Year, and their new best-selling, The Humming Effect, which has just won the 2018 Gold Visionary Award for Best Health and Healing Book. Woo! Together, Jonathan and Andy, and I know this about them, they've dedicated their lives to the path of service, helping awaken and empower others with the ability of sound to heal and transform. And I'll tell you right off the the bat, you can go to their website, check them out, www.healingsounds.com. That's, again, healingsounds.com. Jonathan and Andy, wow, what a resume. (laughs) Thanks for joining me today. 
And especially, uh, you've just released the book, uh, not uh, fairly recently, The Humming Effect, which uh, you know I'm eager to hear more about that as well. So again, welcome to the program, Jonathan. And uh, Stephen, what a blessing to uh, be here with you, talking to you. We are so grateful. Thank you. Uh, and Stephen, uh, thank welcome. you and for Andy. that beautiful introduction. And we are just so... Uh, happy to be here to share with your audience, with our audience today, all that we can about sound. <laughs> oh, there's so much. You know, we could go on probably for hours to discuss it. And of course, I'm, I'm going to want to hear some of that from uh, either of you. <laughs> uh, sound healing. Talk to me about sound healing. You know, I know that's a big topic, but anything you might want to say about the healing effects of sound? Basic idea is that it's very ancient. In fact, most of the uh, ancient spiritual texts on the planet talk about the original sound of creation being a vibration. Uh, the idea of using sound as a healing modality is simply that when we're in a state of unhealth, uh, we are, if you like, in a state where some sort of counterfrequency has encoded itself upon a part of our body, mind, and spirit. And simply, we can use sound to put it in resonance and alignment. Uh, that was just a 30-second uh, synopsis <laughs> of probably a three-hour lecture. But uh, if that uh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I, you know, it reminds me of uh, a book I read by Mickey Hart, the drummer for Grateful Dead. He sure. said, in the, beginning, in the beginning, there was the beat, you know, yeah. the rhythm, the frequency. You know, and it could be said in a, a few different ways. Um, good. And... Uh, this has been your work. You've been called, both of you have been called to do this work. And when people tune into this, when they begin to understand the idea of the healing sounds, like what might you recommend to them? How would you approach someone who goes up to you, let's say at a conference or something and says, well, tell me about how this, what's in it for me? <laughs> well, Stephen, as you mentioned, we have been doing this for a very, very long time. Jonathan has been in this field for over 40 years. I've been in the field for over 27, working closely uh, with Jonathan. And so we have taught, oh my goodness, so many workshops and done so many lectures and worked with mantras and, you know, complex sounds and easy sounds and tuning forks and on and on and on. And recently within, you know, recent, our recent past, you know, we thought, wait a minute, we want more and more and more people to know about the power of sound because sound for healing is just right at our fingertips. We all have a voice. We can all utilize our voice even for healing. And so we kind of thought, where, where do we want to go with this? Because we, what can we do to open up the door to bring in more people into the world of sound healing? And just, just a real quick thing, as Annie was saying, more people, because Stephen, having been doing this work for so long, we found people have been very reticent about really opening to sound healing because I think that they need to be a trained vocalist or trained musician or whatnot. And, and then they also, we like to say that the voice is the most healing instrument because you can project not only sound, but intentionality, consciousness right. onto the sound. 
But people have gotten so judgmental because, I mean, they've always been judgmental, but now it shows like American Idol and whatnot. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, that person's glitchy. So they judge their voice. So getting people to make sound with their voice is so hard until we said to each other, we've got to find a sound that everybody can do that won't be judgmental. And we looked at each other a couple of years ago and we went, hmm. <clears throat> Let us go back to the very beginning. And we decided that we would write a book, get information out on the power of humming. Wow, what a simple, effective thing. Now, because it is so simple and yet very effective, we knew that people may not take it seriously right away. And so interestingly, our whole first chapter is nothing but peer-reviewed research on the benefits of healing of healing and working with humming. And we're just going to tell you, you and your audience, a few different things that happen when you do a hum. And then we're going to talk a little bit with you just about how to properly hum, because ultimately we're not talking about uh, uh, doing zippity-doo-dah, but, but just humming on one single tone mm, like that. Uh, but when you do that, you get increased oxygen in your cells, lowered heart rate and respiration, and your blood pressure goes down at a really pharmaceutical levels. And melatonin is released, which is, you know, that hormone that can help us with sleep. And also, uh, one, oh, oxytocin is the trust hormone. And that is released when we are humming. And by the way, I want to mention that we do call it conscious mm -hmm. humming because we very consciously take people through, uh, you know, a step-by-step -step process into conscious humming. Now, your release of opiates, right? The natural right. opiates called endorphins, right? Yeah, and, you just feel good. Wow. And Stephen, recently we just did an interview talking about the power of a nitric oxide, which is a molecule that they are now doing so much research on, affecting every organ of our bodies, and that is released released very powerfully through humming. And this is, uh, nitric oxide is a uh, vasodilator, which means it widens your blood vessels, allowing more oxygen to flow through your body. It enhances neuroplasticity, which builds and repairs the nervous system. But here, very importantly, because of what we were speaking about before, it has very powerful antibacterial and antiviral qualities. It is an antiviral mm -hmm. agent, and they've actually been uh, basically researching the use of nitric oxide to work with and treat our friendly uh, virus that we were talking about before that it will have no name. But yeah, there's been work. So the idea that you can literally hum and you get the release of 15 times the amount of nitric oxide that is normally released in the body, which uh, has been really researched very heavily. You can go online now and see this. and. Um, it's very, very powerful so that people, for example, with conditions such as sinusitis or whatnot can do humming practices, clear up their sinuses. It's, it's, it's an extraordinary thing that we're sharing with people because it helps empower people. Mm -hmm. I noticed just a, a, a couple of things came up as you guys were talking is I did a very soft hum 
And one of the things I noticed, my approach in working with clients is often, uh, I, I don't want to limit it to this, but body oriented. A lot of times my question is, what do you notice in your body? What sensations, et cetera. And I noticed with just even a, um, like that, yeah. that I feel this vibration in my torso, you know, right. Mm -hmm. Roughly, um, I would say roughly just below the throat down into the heart and even deeper than that. And I think that, what I can see with the orientation I have with my work, how the value of that would be to op to get people to attune or pay attention to, to notice those kind of things, you know, notice this. And then what can be elaborated on is some of the effects like you've just, just described. Right. Uh, uh, Steve, I, I get it. I get it. It makes sense. Yeah, and we're, we're going to like play with you in a minute and have you hum. And all of a sudden you'll feel it really resonating in your sinus cavity and perhaps even, uh, activating your uh, pineal gland and third eye. It's crazy. It's oh, crazy. That's cool. Will it make me smarter? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. good. We, oh, we good. Hope I'm so. on it. I'm on it, man. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> hey, it's going to vibrate that third eye and go up into the crown chakra. Absolutely, it'll make you smarter. But I it'll will be a really... happy subject. Yeah, I'm a happy subject. Whatever you want me to. Real, real try. fast thing. Uh, in yoga, they have an uh, ancient, ancient book called the Yoga Sutras of Pantanjali's, mm. 3,500 years old, more than that. And Sutra 1.27, and this is my, uh, if you like, a synopsis of a translation done by Swami Satchitananda, who was the guy, the uh, Woodstock guru. Uh, we love Swami Satchitananda. But uh, basically, uh, Sutra 1.27 says, the original sound of creation was pranava, the humming of prana. They had to give this a name, so they called it Om. Interesting. Yeah. So going back to the original <clears throat> sound, <throat> we really literally have done that with the power of humming. And of course, the, the Om is oftentimes a third eye crown oriented sound. Yeah, I, I've actually... Uh participated um, many years ago at Krishna Das when we did some chants and that was one of the and to be in a room full of 200 people oh. uh, I, I get a body rush when I say that because it, it, I get prickles because there's a body memory of what that was like it was so expansive in so many different ways so um, this is detailed in your book I'm assuming the humming effect yes it yes. is Yes. Okay, and, good. Yeah. And in fact, Stephen, in our book, The Humming Effect, and I'll just hold it up if this is on video, I don't know, but it is The Humming Effect, Sound Healing for Health and Happiness. And I love to read uh, a quote that is on the back of the book that was written sure. by Dr. Bruce Lipton. Who we all know. Who we all know person. and bi wrote The Biology of Belief. And he said, I highly recommend The Humming Effect for all those impacted by the stress of the modern world. It is a powerful non-pharmaceutical prescription 
for self-healing that has only positive side effects. And I love to share that quote because I love the the non-pharmaceutical prescription and helpful for those impacted by stress in our modern world. Because in these last two years, more than ever, people have been more impacted by stress. And so we've been able to share a lot with you know, having em- empowering people to release that stress and to come back into balance through the simple act of conscious humming. Given the state of the world, you know, and in a global sense, I I do firmly believe that many many people are feeling, you could say, the vibes. I think there's a lot of fear in the populace, and I think that fear has sort of a quality of spreading, so to speak, you know, especially with people who are more empathic or sensitive in that way. There's an increase in uh, depression, anxiety. Uh, There was a call, I just read something recently, a call for more mental health professionals. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And yet I think there's, there are some simple solutions that if people are are willing and set themselves to practice these solutions, such as the ones you've just described. Um, I've been uh, told by my guides, you know, every day sing, you know, play your guitar and sing, play your guitar and sing, you know, and I go, well, it's too busy, you know, and yeah. never mind it. So I play my guitar and sing, you know, and it, it, I cannot say, I just endorse that, you know, in my own version of that is, is doesn't matter, you know, just sing, play your guitar and sing, play your, or play the didgeridoo, you know, something. I remember Jonathan, we did that once with the didgeridoo in a presentation we did together. Yeah. Yeah. Many, a few moons ago, let's put it that way. (laughs) So the, um, apparently you're fine. Apparently you are finding though, that there's a receptivity to this, correct? Well, I think just as you said, play guitar and sing, we, uh, and I love playing guitar, but you know, you got to, you know, create the uh, time and place and pick it up. But for humming, you can sit there and here's what we suggest. You can sit there and just take some nice deep breaths and perhaps for three minutes, basically do a couple of deep breaths, do a few hums, and then and we'll do it just even a couple of minutes with you and anybody who's listening. And you can feel there's, you know, stuff that happens. You know, you get into a very grounded and yet blissful state. It's extraordinary. And like I was saying before, it is, we like to say that humming is a rescue remedy of sound. But at the same time, it is also a um, really gateway sound that opens people up to really ex- experiencing the power of sound because there are two ways that sound affects us. One way is it's called psychoacoustics and it goes through our ear into our brain affecting our nervous system, our heart rate or respiration. But the other is called... The other is called vibroacoustics. And that is when the sound goes directly into our bodies on a deep cellular level, you know, such as if we put tuning forks on our bodies or if we're on a Mm. sound chair, that sound is going directly into our bodies. Now, what we have Mm. discovered in our research, Stephen, is that humming is the most powerful vibroacoustic effect that 
we have availability to put into our body. So we don't have to do anything uh, in outside of ourselves. We can simply begin to consciously hum. And of course, when we consciously hum, we breathing and our breath is a very big part of that. But those are two things that we all have the ability right at our fingertips. We can do deep breathing. We can bring in conscious humming and we are affecting our bodies, minds, and spirits at very powerful levels. Well, great. I'm, I'm eager to try this out. Well, can, can we play a game even before we do it, which is just because... Sure. I Okay. I'm easy, <clears> Jonathan. <throat> okay, so... <laughs> the only thing I want to suggest is that when we hum, we need to have our lips closed. If you open your mouth, ma, that's not a hum, okay? So lips closed, right? I want you to, as you begin to hum, I'm not going to do this because otherwise you think I'm... Uh, uh, faking it. I want you to hum and go, and then all of a sudden, pinch your nose shut. Begin to hum and then go, mm, okay, okay, tell me what happens. All right, let's see what happens here. Here we go. Mm. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Uh, whoa. Boom. You, it, but you, uh, Go ahead. You can't hum when your nose is closed. <laughs> it stops yeah. the hum. <laughs> Let me try one more time. One more time. Uh, bear with me, guys. Whoever's listening to this, bear with me. Give it a try on your own, too. Please do. Mm. Boy, it does. It, okay. it starts a vibration that goes up on the side of my nose and in my nose, and then it just, I can't do it anymore. No, so so we say we say to people, okay, if you, you know, and most people, I've had advanced sound healers look at me, and go, wow. I say, okay, if you didn't know that about the hum, do you think there are other things about the hum that maybe we can illuminate you on? And so we just do that as a thing. Pinch. So I do it faster. Mm, you know, just so you have the, you can immediately see how the, you know, the hum immediately stops. Uh, mm. <laughs> and That's so cool. you know, yeah. if you didn't wow. know that, maybe there's a lot more that we can share that will illuminate the power of humming. <laughs> That's great. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. What we'd love to do is just lead you in a little, oh, we'll, we'll probably do this for about four times, four hums. Okay. And the only thing we suggest is that you do it uh, for people who are listening and there's been all this research, and unfortunately, the research, uh, sometimes the doctors do stuff, and the doctors are not musicians, and they're not sound people, but they don't understand. So they find one thing, they say, oh, the, uh, <clears throat> the optimum level of making the sound is 130 hertz. 
not true. It depends on if you're a man or a woman, how big or small your your uh, vocal cords, your noses, and all that stuff. So whatever feels comfortable and feels. Well, what we tell people is to just, when you're humming, to stay in your comfort zone. More is not better. Louder is not better. But staying in your comfort zone. And before you begin to hum, and we'll do this, Stephen, with you, is we'll take some nice, deep, diaphragmatic breaths. And of course, that we call belly breathing. And I think People are familiar with diaphragmatic breathing. You're going to, you know, take that in breath, that deep down into your belly, and then you're going to exhale. And it's on that exhale that you begin to hum. But it's really quite important to take time to do several deep belly breaths and then begin your humming uh, experience. So, and right, and humming on. A note that feels comfortable, usually within the conversational voice. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, nothing that strains. Everybody can do it. Everybody hums. People hum when they're happy. We just don't want them to hum necessarily zippity-doo-dah. If you hum, right. hum just one <laughs> frequency, then basically that creates the major resonance in the nasal cavity, getting your release of nitric oxide, melatonin, and all this other stuff. Well, and also, um, Stephen, when we are doing when we are doing conscious humming, after we've maybe hummed for three or four or five times, not very long, and we take a little bit of a break, in that break is the silence. Mm. And silence is a very important factor after we have made sound within our own bodies, because when we are quiet and silent afterwards, that's when a lot of the shifts and changes actually occur that we've, you know, talked about with these right. physiological benefits. I, I like to say that si- that silence is the yin to the yang of sound. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, I'm, I'm good to go. I've already been doing belly breathing. Okay, so you know the <laughs> diaphragmatic breathing, and I trust that the people who are listening here, you guys, that you're you're practicing that as well, so we can sort of do a warm up here and ready to go. I'm ready to go. All Great. right. Okay. So, so Stephen, what we'll do is we'll start out. We'll close our eyes, and we'll begin to focus on our breathing, taking some nice deep belly breaths. Ah, and releasing anything we don't need in this moment with a sigh. Ah. And now we'll focus on our breathing. Breathing in and breathing out. And feeling our bodies relaxing as we're breathing in and out. And in our next moment, Jonathan will guide us into some humming. So taking a nice deep breath in and... Okay, ready, breathing in. And on that exhale, that's when you start to hum. Breathing in 
And one more time, breathing in. Wow. And we'll be in silence for just a few moments, knowing that this is, uh, people are, are listening. We don't want too much uh, silence. No, but, but uh, just checking yourself out. Yeah. Mm. And I often like to say that it is in that silence that we really hear our inner wisdom. And we let that inner voice speak to us. And it's interesting, the word listen is an anagram for the word silent. They contain the same letters. I like that. So we talk about how important that silence is in the humming practice of conscious humming. So, Stephen, where did you feel that? And what did you feel when you did that little simple thing? Oh wow! Several, uh, quite a bit of movement. First off, the bright, the breathing was great, and I noticed that with each subsequent hum, that I got louder. You know, like there was more um, power behind it. And um, the other is the vibration. My nose started tickling a little bit, <laughs> and yeah. um, my lips even tickled on the first one. I remember that. And this sense of, um, in the silence, I like what you said about just in the silence, we listen. And so, so true. And um, two things I heard, and I tend to hear things, messages. I tend to hear more than I see or uh, hear or I, I feel it, you know, sensations in the body. But this time what I heard distinctly was uh, basically Something like this. This is the best thing for you right now. It's almost like, again, there's there's no accidents, you know, so it's a discipline that I want to incorporate. So thank you for that. Um, the other was a, a very slight feeling of, of tears or sadness, you know, just that, that mm-hmm. pre-tearful sensation in the eyes, you know, like mm-hmm. if I really let down completely, I, I might cry. I don't know, you know, but I do notice a sensation. And what I heard was something like um, that it's important for me to experience the grief of the world right now. Oh, yeah. And, and to release it, you know, to be in a where I'm going with it as I say that is like a conduit, you know, that as I grieve that it it allows that grief of the world of the populace, the human populace, to be able to let go a little bit of that grief. And I do think it's important you know, there is a sense of loss with all this, if you think about it. So if it seems like it's connected to 
again, in the larger populace, the, uh, the connectedness that we all have at a vibrational level, you know, as humans. So um, that was powerful. Thank you. I thank you. And I trust the, uh, those of you who are listening that you tried this and you continue to try it. I think it's a really good, like you, you mentioned earlier, Jonathan, like a meditation. You know, it takes maybe three or four minutes. I don't know how long it took, but it didn't really take that long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go ahead. And, Andy, and, and this was just um, actually just a short um, demonstration. demonstration. Like and, and I mean, Jonathan and I have a practice that we do every day. And, and we will hum for maybe five minutes, but we will then incorporate a meditation with that. And be in silence for and five be in minutes. Silence. And so, it's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. And the reason is because it is so easy to do. And yet it is so effective. And so this was just a little demonstration. So we, you know, encourage our listeners to try it and experiment with it themselves. And I just want to suggest that the more you practice your humming, the more adept you'll be so that I can take a tone and go, hmm, and just changing my intention. I can make that vibrate in my forehead. And what I did as I was doing that is I just brought it into my chest without a change in the tone. But I was able to do that through intentionality, wow, and which cool. is easy to do once you become a little adept at doing it. Oh, that is so cool! No, thank you again. I and I, I trust that the listeners will be able to incorporate that or experiment with it, find out a little bit more about it. And also, again, I, I want to um, tell them about your website because there's tons of information on the site: healingsounds.com. Jonathan and Andy Goldman. I do before we. Uh, before we end the program, this round at least, I do have one question that veers off in a slightly different direction, but it's right in the bubble, you know, of your expertise. I did an article recently, and so I, lo- I looked up, uh, I was researched something that I found very curious. I actually thought of you guys. Um, and there is a, um, a organization that determined that certain characteristics of the emotions will emit a certain vibration or a frequency is what the way they described it. And one of the most fascinating things, according to this organization, where they measured like lower frequencies all the way up to uh, enlightenment, it seemed to, it was at the top, but that gratitude fit right between love and joy. And I love that because, you know, I'm, I'm preaching that all the time about being grateful you know, and also myself practicing as much as possible. I, you know, just again, I, I bring that in a little bit, kind of veering off of that, but I would love to hear your comments about that. All right, real quick, from my perspective, there's a phenomenon known as heart-brain coherence, where the heart and the brain basically begin to resonate and vibrate together. Uh, and basically the key for that is to be in a state of gratitude, because for a lot of people, they have difficulty either being in love or whatnot, because they have so, so many things attached to maybe love or whatnot. But gratitude, appreciation, the, that energetic form is something that everyone can uh, basically relate to because everybody's got something to give uh, thanks for. And so in our meditation, that Andy is a beautiful one, Andy. Uh, well, the gratitude. I'm so glad, Stephen, that you brought that beautiful frequency vibration into our our talk today. Because for me personally, gratitude is absolutely, it has for me the highest 
vibration and the highest frequency. And I know that the more I am in gratitude, the more gratitude, the more gratitude, the more gratitude, the more positive, loving, compassion, all of those positive attributes that we really uh, want as a human being become much more uh, real and much more vibrant in my life. So gratitude is really, and when we're sounding and we're humming and we have that intention of opening up to gratitude, Wow. Right. That is actually the next level of the, uh, if you like, conscious hum is to hum with the intention of gratitude. Beautiful. Thank you for bringing it in. How cool. Well, I'm glad it, I'm glad it worked because it just, it surprised me, you know, like, wow, it's a few, just a few little, uh, what do you call them? Hertz or decibels or not decibels, but Hertz. Yeah. Again, I'm speaking to experts here. Yeah, I, I don't know if I agree personally with the people who say that there's a frequency bandwidth for emotions. I think that that's apples and oranges. That's just personally been my experience in research. You can prove okay. anything you want. But I'd like to say that regardless, the feeling, the emotion of gratitude or whatnot is unique to each of us, but also equally powerful for each of us. Excellent. Yeah. I was just thinking about somebody walks in a room in a bad mood. You know, and, you know, especially if you're close to that person, uh, you guys know this, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, I feel I have, I can feel it initially, but then there's a choice that I make, you know, to bring something different into the atmosphere, I guess, mm-hmm. bottom line, whether frequency or otherwise, and that's gratitude. Uh, another friend of ours who's pretty well known has got the same first name as yours, different last name, but also begins with F regardless. Uh, and he basically, uh, we were doing a presentation uh, on one of uh, his shows, and he said, you know, you can't hum if you're angry. And I went, wow, that's right. If you try, try to, <laughs> and it just won't happen. Because we, we naturally hum if we're feeling good, when we're feeling relaxed. It is a sound. That, we're, that the elderly make and babies make as a self-soothing mechanism. How cool is that? I love it. I love it. And again, the more resources we have like that, the better right now. You know, self-soothing. Uh-huh. I like that term a lot. Well, I got. Uh, I want to thank you both. Uh, it's, I have thoroughly enjoyed the conversation we've had. And I, speaking of gratitude, grateful for your work, you know, what you're bringing to the world, your service to the world. And I know you've dedicated yourselves to it, you know, in in so many different aspects of sound healing. And once more, HealingSounds.com, Jonathan and Andy Goldman, go check them out. Check out their website. uh, Look and see what they're up to. And again, you've got to practice now, at least to start. Although you um, did mention there's more to it than that, but it's a great start. Take 10 minutes out of your day. And the silence is just as important as the sound. That's the message I got. So thank you both for joining me today. And uh, thank everyone for listening to this podcast. And hmm. Stephen, we are grateful. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. 
It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.